Good morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, boy, do I got a little pep in my step this morning. That's right, my Houston Texans advance to the divisional round of the playoffs, defeating the Oakland Raiders last week. Part of the game on Shabbos, most of the game not on Shabbos. Um, I actually usually have a tradition during Wild Card Weekend, which unfortunately, or fortunately maybe, depending on the way you look at it, my Houston Texans happen to always get that Shabbos Day game, um, whether it's against the Cincinnati Bengals or Kansas City Chiefs last year. But uh, my tradition has been to go over to a friend's house for that weekend, for that Shabbos. He DVRs the game, and then right when Shabbos ends, run downstairs, or walk downstairs, and turn on the game, no phones allowed, and we watch until uh, we are caught up, which usually happens around halftime. Anyway, that friend of mine that I usually go to got engaged Thursday night, and he told me about it a few weeks earlier, and I was like, shoot, like you can't do that. You can't get engaged Thursday night, because that means that Shabbos, you're, you're likely not available. And he was like, oh, you're right. Anyway, he wasn't available this Shabbos. I was, so I had to spend Shabbos in the Heights, which, which is a good thing. And uh, right when Shabbos ended, we actually have Mariv in our apartment. And uh, that worked out nicely this week because of all the snow. So Marv ended, kicked everyone out of my apartment, turned the TV on. Havdalah, then turned the TV on. And uh, my Texans were up. They won. And the grand prize for winning this week is a trip to Foxborough to play the likely the the Super Bowl favorite New England Patriots. Now, um, my brother married a girl from Sharon, Massachusetts. And uh, he will actually be at the game this Motse Shabbos. Um, I wasn't invited. I would have to uh, purchase my own ticket, which isn't necessarily the problem. The problem is that it's likely going to be freezing, and I just don't want to sit outside for a freezing game that my team's likely to be blown out in. So, actually, my brother and I did go to Foxborough earlier this year when my Texans played there, and we got blown out. So, uh, expecting more of the same, unfortunately, and uh, good luck to my team. And I hope all of our listeners here are rooting for my team. I, I imagine so, considering, I mean, no one really hates Houston, and most people hate New England, especially from, from the New York area. So I would assume most of uh, the listeners here are rooting me on and rooting my team on. And I appreciate that, but we'll probably need a lot more than that. So anyway, on this week's episode of Bite Size, there's, there goes my sports talk, which I love to do. Um. But there goes that for now. On this week's episode of Bite Size, we have two interviews this week. One from Joanna Shepson, one from Tova Kanecht, both, both of our uh, Israeli contributors, if you will. And uh, this week's kind of winter break themed, meaning a lot of families at this time of the year will head over to Israel for winter break. And uh, both, well, actually, Joanna Shepson, excuse me, Joanna Shepson, specifically uh, fun, of funinjerusalem.com is a great source for, uh, I mean, forget about winter break, for really anything you need to go for Israel. If you if you have any activities you want to plan or really, I mean, she can help you plan um, so many fun activities. So Joanna interviewed um, Dr. Naomi Gr- Grummet from the Eden Center, and uh, we'll have more on that a bit later, but it's about a fun hike. I mean, I know when I go to Israel, it's hard for me to go to Israel and not do a hike. I find the views fascinating, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that on this week's Four to the Door, so there's a little tease for that, but uh, Joanna Shepson will be on in about, I want to say, towards the bottom of the hour with Dr. Naomi Grummet. And then Tova Connect will be on a bit later, more towards the top of the 10 o'clock hour with 
uh, Menachem Traxler of Pantry Packers. So stay tuned for that. More coming up at Bite Size. We kick it over to music. Simcha Liners, Viatamaram off the SL2 album. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Seal Network.
I've shed my tears Through the darkest years Of the journey It's still on my mind This was my fate My bones in the prison of time And fortune came Like a dream one day I finally learned how to smile Am I still my sweet father's child? Cause I've been alone, I've been afraid I've been locked up and thrown away But now I am free
Ani Yisrael off of Gershon Veroba's new album Ani Yisrael for all of you that missed it the Nachum Siegel Network broadcasted from the Gershon Veroba album release party that was about already two weeks ago Whew, time flies two weeks ago we were at the Teaneck Doghouse he released this Ani Yisrael album it's a uh, great album with a lot of good songs and he actually just released the YouTube video of the Ani Yisrael track so go ahead and Check that out. You're tuned into the Bite Size here on the Nachum Seal Network, and we have an interview now with Joanna Shepson. She spoke with Dr. Naomi Grummet from the Eden Center. You can contact Joanna, info at funinjerusalem.com, for more information for anything regarding your upcoming trip to Israel, whether it be winter break, whether it be during Pesach. She will help you out with all of that information. So here's Joanna with Dr. Naomi Grummet. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Seal Network. Thank you, Yoni. 
So I know many of my listeners are thinking about their winter vacation plans, and especially those of you who are planning to come to Jerusalem and to Israel, or you're looking for new activities, you're looking for something unique. I know this, of course, because I've been getting tons of emails. I've been to Israel many times. What can I do this time that's different? So uh, I've been hunting for activities for you, and I've got a great one. I'm sitting here now with Dr. Naomi Grummet, who's the founder and director of the Eden Center in Jerusalem. Hi, Naomi. Hello. So Naomi and her staff have been working tirelessly to plan an incredible family hike and adventure day. Um, it's going to take place on January 26th, which is Thursday of winter break, in the afternoon from 1 to 5. So I asked Naomi to come sit with me and tell me a little bit about what's planned for the day. So give us a little background on what the activity is going to be. Um, this is a family hike. We are inviting families to come and take part we're going to be leaving on a bus from Jerusalem together. We are going to go to the area of Emekha um, behind Beit Shemesh. And in that area, there are many, it's beautiful and green at this time of the year, and there are many archaeological and Tanakh locations that are right there for us to do things in. You know, what's really exciting is that you can go on a hike in a beautiful place anywhere in the world. But when you go on a hike in Israel, you're connecting for your children the stories of Tanakh that they're learning in school and saying, OK, like, for example, I know you're going to tell us a bit about Emekaila is where David and Goliath fought. So you take Navi and you bring it to life. So tell us about some of the spots that you're expected to see. So we are going to be going that day to a few places that were um, key locations in the Bar Kokhba revolt. And um, toward the end of the day, we'll also be going um, to see the site, as you mentioned, of where David and Goliath fought. And what is fantabulous is when you get there, you stand on the mountain and you look out and the tour guide points out to you, this is the place, here are these cities that um, the Tanakh mentions, and you stand and you look at the valley where the police team came marching up, where David was brought and where Goliath came up the mountain, and you're able to look over and really see everything that happened there. And we are not only going to be seeing, but we're also going to have a chance for the children to play out what that might have been like with slingshots in a very safe area um, uh, with Great supervision, but they're going to have so much fun doing that. So it's actually, it's funny because I know that one of the tour guides that you're using to lead the tour is Esti Hershkowitz, and she is one of my all-time favorite family tour guides because she loves to get the kids involved to act out the story that took place there. So um, you should all, you know, really keep this activity in mind because Esti is one of the best. And she not only tells you the story of history, but I think she's going to take you into some caves. Tell us about that. Yeah. We're going into caves that were really central in the Bar Kokhba revolt. They were an underground hiding place and a columbarium, which is where they housed and trained the pigeons. And you got to be a good sport because you're going to crawl on your hands and knees to get down there. Of course, there's, if anybody doesn't feel comfortable crawling in the caves, there's other places they can go, and we have that all planned out for you at the time. But I cannot imagine anybody from the age of four to 18 who will not want to be right there at the front of the group. So that's great. And you'll, you'll be providing flashlights or people will be asked to bring flashlights because you're really going to be crawling through the caves. Um, 
Now, at the end, you're going to visit a town, right, called Itri. Can you tell me a little bit about the town? Yep. Itri might actually be one of the earlier stops on our day. Um, Itri is an amazing town that we have found most of in the archaeological finds. Um, it was a town that was inhabited during Beit Sheni and then re-inhabited during the Bar Kokhba revolt. In this place, they have found three or four mikvaot. There's a large central plaza and um, commercial area. There's a wine press. Uh, there are just a lot of fascinating rooms to check out. Um, and not only that, but a few meters away, um, as we're walking up to that site, um, we'll see that they actually had a suburb over there, which also had a mikvah and was also an active suburb. Um, and really what you can see over there is how Tuma and Tara were an essential part of their life at that time um, and that they made lots of provisions for dealing with it um, and, and that the town itself was a very active place. Um, during the day, during our tour, um, we're very happy to have Shani Tarragon coming, and she's going to be leading this part where she explains not only the biblical connections um, and what happened in that place during the time of Bayat Shani, um, but she's going to be giving a special shear for the adults while the children are able to engage in other activities. We have a scavenger hunt planned. Um, we have an arts and crafts activity for the younger kids, which is a combination of art and archaeology. Um, and I think they're going to love it. So this this activity gives you the chance to go out, have fun, find new areas that you maybe haven't explored yet with your family, learn about Tanakh, have a special share with Shani Tarragon. I mean, it sounds like this is just ideal. Um, what ages would you say the activ the entire hike is good for? Well, the hike is a moderate hike. It's nothing that's too overwhelming or strenuous, but you do have to know that you're going to be outside. And actually, I think that's really one of the amazing parts. Israeli children, when they're looking to do something on a day off, they go out in nature and they connect. They connect to the land. They connect to Jewish history. That's what they want to do with their time. Bnei Akiva, Ezra, whatever it is, all those youth groups, they are out there exploring Eretz Yisrael. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing too. So I really think that this, I mean, we said it's a, it's a teal day from four to 65. I think anybody who's, um, able to walk and have a good time will be doing, will be able to do that. And again, nothing is going to be so strenuous that you can't handle it, but Fantastic. And I think it's also important for people to realize that reservations are a must. And the earlier you get in, um, especially since families will be coming as big groups, we want to know that there are going to be spaces for you. So send an email to eden, E-D-E-N, at funinjerusalem.com to save your spot. And I think it's important to just um, give Naomi a chance to just explain a little bit about what Eden is um, and to tell us how this connects to the hike. So Eden is a resource for mikvah in the modern age. Um, we're creating a women's center that focuses on education and women's health with programs across Israel and even in the United States for enhancing the mikvah experience. And feel free to learn more about what we do at www.theedencenter.com, T-H-E-E-D-E-N-C-E-N-T-R.com.
So we're really excited that Shawnee Terrigan is going to be leading part of the tour and giving a sheer there. Um, I happen to know Shawnee because I've taken courses that she's given at Matan, but can you tell us a little bit about her? Shawnee is a fantastic veteran educator. She's the head of the Beit Midrash at Lindenbaum. She teaches at Matan. She started this year a course called Morot Lahalacha in Ra'anana. Um, and I think that many people know her from her scholar in residence all over, including many Pesach um, programs. Um, Shani teaches Tanakh, Halakha, uh, Jewish history, and she combines everything fabulously in the most dynamic way you could ever imagine. So we are really thrilled that she's joining us on this day, and we think she's going to be a tremendous addition to everybody's learning. I know Shani also has a way of bringing alive a location. So when you go out on a teal and she tells you the stories and the history and the background and the halacha involved in the area you're looking at, it really brings it alive. So I think it is great that she's going to be leading a shear there. For any of you who would like to hear Naomi speak, um, Dr. Naomi Gromit is coming into New York this weekend, actually. She'll be speaking at KJ on Shabbat, and then she'll be speaking next week at the Jofa conference. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. So you can catch her there and you can hear a little bit more about all the different things she's doing to enhance women's education and women's health in Israel and even outside Israel around the world. All right. Thank you, Naomi, for joining us. And I really hope we'll see lots of the listeners on RTL. Um, Naomi will be there. I'll be there. And uh, you can be sure that uh, we'll take care of you. We'll even make sure there's some lunch for you. So it's time to book your, your spots. Email Eden at funinjerusalem.com. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Naomi Grummet. That's Dr. Naomi Grummet, excuse me, from the Eden Center. Again, she's writing an exciting event over winter break, January 26th. It'll be a family hike, leaving on a bus from Jerusalem, everyone together, and they'll go to Emek Hayala. That's right behind Beit Shemesh. It's, uh, beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful area in general, very green at this time of the year. Um, archaeological and Tanakh locations throughout that hike so it's very interesting and you can learn a lot on that hike and it's beautiful so how could you not do it again that's january 26th and if you have any other activities that you want planned or there there are things that interest you in the land of israel check out joanna's website funinjerusalem.com or email her info at funinjerusalem.com more coming up on bite size we're going to kick it over back to music here's yavo by the maccabees yavo the
This is the world makeover. Mashiach will come take over. You ain't gotta be me or see what I see. All you gotta do is take a look forward. Lift up your eye to the sky. Spread out your hands. Say thank you. Smile. Get them up. Put them up. Leave them up. Ha ha. Yep, yep. Pump up the volume every day. Stand in place. Heart racing. No words to say. Pressure building. Trying to hold my face. Mind drifting like not today. Wake up from everything. Break out your shell and scream. Ha shim. You're the king. Ha shim. You're the king. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'en. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem
And that was Hashem Melech, this time by God Elbaz and Nisim Black. Um, it's already a little older. I mean, it's probably relatively new when it comes to the other Hashem Melechs, but uh, I'm personally a fan of the song in general, and I know the Y Studs have one. God Elbaz himself has a Hashem Melech. Uh, they're all really good, but this time we went with the God Elbaz and Nisim Black one for you here on Baitize. And now coming up is an interview with Tova Kanech. She spoke with Menachem Traxler of Pantry Packers, one of the organizations that helps feed uh, families in need. So here's Tova with Menachem Traxler. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here in Pantry Packers with Menachem Traxler. Welcome, Menachem, to the show. Good morning. Um, so before we talk about Pantry Packers and what it involves, can you tell us how you got involved in Pantry Packers? So I was actually living in Svat for 10 years. And, you know, it was from heaven. The opportunity arose, and they asked the Kola Chabad organization, reached out to me asking if I could develop a volunteer program, a way to get people involved. You know, the organization has been around for a long time, since 1788, actually. Wow. Um, but there was no proper way for volunteers to get involved in a meaningful way. And they asked me to think up of something and to, and to do it. And so how many years have you been with Pantry Packers? Pantry Packers is four years old next week. Amazing. Okay, so when it started four years ago, how many families were being serviced uh, back then? Well, we've been giving out food for, for decades. Food box program, monthly food delivery is about 30 years old. And Pantry Packers, you know, start, we started creating our own line of dry goods. We actually just added quinoa to the line last week um, but there's about 10,000 families receiving food boxes monthly as of now as of now yeah wow it's a lot of families so poverty is a tremendous issue worldwide and soup kitchens you hear about all these different organizations how is pantry packers unique or special uh, well, we actually have soup kitchens as well as part of the Kolokhobar um, humanitarian network. There's one overlooking the Kotel. Many have probably noticed. That's one of 23. Um, wow. We have Meals on Wheels program. Um, and then the dry food. So each actually helps a different segment of, you know, the, of the people that are in need. Homeless, for example, will go to a soup kitchen. Um, someone which is able to cook and take care of themselves will get a food bo- a box of dry goods. And someone... An elderly person, for example, which can't cook for themselves, will get Meals on Wheels. So there's different programs for, for um, you know, di- different segments. Uh-huh. And how, do, how does one sign up if someone is in need of food? How do they get serviced by pantry packers? Um, so they, we work with the welfare department, and someone will go to their local municipality, and the social workers will either reach out to them first or they'll inquire and if it's appropriate, then they'll be added to the list of, of people that need. Wow. Um, okay, so the mission of Pantry Packers says what? What is the actual mission? To eliminate food security, uh, in, food insecurity in Israel. You know, there shouldn't be anybody that's hungry. That's the vision. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, we're not there yet, but that's what we do every day. That's what we work towards that goal. Is there one community or one segment of the country that is being... Uh, service more than another? Uh, no. It's um, varied. 
from the north to the south. Um, there's two requirements. You have to be hungry and you have to be an Israeli citizen. That's who we help. Uh-huh. Um, so anywhere in between could, if, that's the, if they fit the criteria, you know, the, and then they'll, um, they'll get the food boxes. Not everybody needs a food box. Some need education, managing the resources they already have. Uh-huh. So it's a, each family is assessed individually by a social worker, and then they'll decide how they could possibly benefit best from and the program. It, and it's all discreet. Yeah, every every family gets delivered directly to their homes. Uh-huh. Um, they don't have to wait in lines to pick up boxes <laughs> of food. Okay. I saw on your website something about supermarkets, that there are certain supermarkets. Right. That so that's, um, we have four um, supermarkets mm-hmm. where... It's just marked up enough to keep the store afloat with about 30% less than other supermarkets. Okay. And anybody can go and shop there. Um, you won't find brand names. You won't find Coca-Cola items there. Right. But everything your family needs is there for sale um, at very good prices. So making people feel like they're shopping with respect and not Absolutely. The store out. is um, clean, organized, shelved, just like any other supermarket. It's just not marked up that much. That's beautiful. Um, so what can you, what can people expect to receive inside a food box? There's about 60 different items. Um, oil, flour, sugar. All the staples. Staple items, dry goods. Is it only uh, food or are there other? Food, there's um, dishwashing, uh-huh. uh, soap, um, and we include Shabbos candles for the month. Oh, so we nice. give out boxes monthly. Uh-huh. So, so and when are they delivered? It's before sh- it's before Shabbat or it's before... No, each city is different. There's a um, predetermined time, once a month they get, and it's, um, you know, each city has its own schedule. Uh-huh. And, okay, so now let's talk practically. We're sitting inside Pantry Packers. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility. I have personally been here with my family, and it was a highlight, and I need to bring them back. Um, when families come here... How, what can they expect when they arrive? Um, to start on time and <laughs> just work, work with the whole family, uh, Bubby, Zadie, and the grandkids, everyone in between, work around the table packing dry goods uh, for, that will be added to the food boxes. Um, each person will have something to do. Everyone has a task. Everybody has a task. They work as a family, an assembly line. Um, bar mitzvahs we just had a bar mitzvah from Toronto this morning so people celebrate smachot here yeah another family from Chicago here right now yeah I saw them as I was coming in or another family leaving yeah so you're busy all the time yeah we're pretty busy okay so pretty busy it does not sound good enough we have to get more people here there are five slots left for yeshiva vacation week five slots oh wow so this is the whole week so it's pretty booked Hanukkah was basically booked in the so whoever's listening and you're coming for Yeshiva Week, right. you know, sign up quickly. So how can they sign up? What should they do to sign up? Pantrypackers.org. There's a link for to sign up to volunteer. Okay. And is there a Facebook page also? Facebook, of course. Yes, of course. And all the pictures I see, you're, you're holding a camera. So what can they expect when... Uh... Well, they got to come with smiles. Okay. You got to come with a smile. They come with a smile because you're going to take pictures take and Take pictures it... and we're going to share it with the world. Share the joy of giving tzedakah. And it goes on the website. They have a whole gallery of all the pictures. What happens if families are not coming for Yeshiva Week or, or able to come for vacation right now, but they still want to provide 
help for all these needy families, um, what can they do? How can they contribute? So we have on the website an option to create a food drive, a virtual food drive, uh-huh. where they could create their own webpage in honor of a simcha or whatever, graduation, whatever you'd like, and you set a goal and get your family and friends to help you reach that goal, which will feed families in Israel. And that you could do from wherever you want. You don't have to be here to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's best if you come. Okay, amazing. Okay, so Menachem, you mentioned uh, virtual food drives. What are other ways that people could get involved in terms of different event ideas? So um, we had a girl, Neshama, uh, that for her bat mitzvah, she actually made a cookbook. Oh. This right here. And take a picture of it, yeah. She sold the, the copies on her website on, on the virtual food drive, and the money went for um, to help feed the needy, and everybody got a, f- a, a cookbook. cookbook. So, you know, what that a was, beautiful idea. You know, so that was a fantastic project, and it was a really cool cookbook. Um, another family actually, for Bar Mitzvah, collected money for a. The, we forwarded directly to a family that was having, that we give food to that had a bar mitzvah in their family that year uh-huh. and helped pay for the boys' tefillin. Oh, wow. So, you know, you get Very quite special. creative uh, of different ways. There's um, ask your friends at a birthday party to skip the presents and everybody will donate. Or same thing at a, at a business company, get together and you, know, a, you decide when you... Get together, so, yeah. You know, we get all the co-workers to donate to some competition of some sort uh-huh. and the money goes towards um, to country packers. packers perfect okay so those are personal food you know personal families and businesses what about schools can schools get involved absolutely so we have a school project where we'll match up the bar mitzvah class with again a family that we help give food to and that's having a bar or bat mitzvah that year in the family uh-huh. and They'll collect money to reach a goal to feed the family for the year and pay for the tefillin. Uh, we actually we've had a few schools do it so far. Actually, yesterday, a school from Australia came, and and he, the rabbi said, you know, we have we did the project and we have this money that they collected. Wow. Um, and I, I wasn't even in touch, so it was a nice surprise that they actually went through with it and that's, came that's yesterday. So, so that was really nice. Wow. Um, I'm sitting here also, just as a side note, I'm sitting here looking at all these packages, and I remember how careful we had to be, you know, to put the labels on. And the labels are so perfect, you know, with the nutrition facts. The the families are not just getting the food. They're really, they're getting everything. It's like they're actually going food shopping in a store, you know, like uh, real food with the nutrition facts. There's the hashkacha, and uh, it's just very impressive. So So That actually comes up a lot. People ask, why do we need to spend money on the colored labels and, you know, just give right. it to them, bigger packages and, you know, you know just with a little, so, little address label. But it's a, it's important that the families feel that they aren't, um, God forbid, second class, that they're getting just as good as anybody else, right. um, quality products, not about to expire. And, you know, it's a, it helps them feel and think positive to be able to get out of the cycle of poverty and move on. I think they're even getting better than, you know, people get in the supermarket. These are packages made completely with love, with true chesed, and it's a tremendous mitzvah that you're providing for so many people. So Kolika vote to you for starting, you know, helping start and run Pantry Packers. And before we end off, 
you mentioned you live in you lived in Tzfat for ten years. You live in right. Yerushalayim now. Is there a place in Israel that you can call your happy place? Um, well, when I was in Tzfat, Tzfat was okay. Now Yerushalayim, I think Pantry Packers is the happy spot. Yeah, um, everyone's every, smiling here. Everybody's smiling, but it's also I meet new people every single day from another part of the world. And doing a mitzvah of tzedakah together, so That's remarkable. it's just a completely positive environment. So there's a, it's just when I want to be happy, I just make sure to just come here, even <laughs> if there isn't any groups, which isn't that often anymore. That's amazing. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, okay, so continued success with everything here, and uh, I hope everybody comes to Pantry Packers and uh, shares in the mitzvah with you. And uh, Yoni, I'm sure when you come to Israel, you'll uh, check out Pantry Packers as well. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Menachem, for being on the show. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Menachem Traxler, again, of Pantry Packers. That's right. They feed 10,000 families monthly. They all receive food boxes. Really a tremendous organization, and I know there are many throughout the country of Israel and really here in America that you could go ahead and volunteer at. So if you're in Israel and you're looking for something to do winter break or really in America, again, so many different organizations, it's a wonderful chesed opportunity, and I urge everyone to try to try and go ahead and do so. Pantrypackers.org or info at pantrypackers.org to talk to Menachem to book an appointment anytime over the next month. And really, again, Pesach, or if you plan on going in the summer, go ahead and check them out. More coming up on Bite Size. Here's Ivri Anochi off of Benny Friedman's new album. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
walking with each other See them in the city Talk to one another Nothing can tear us apart Nothing can tear us apart, yeah Feel the rhythm of the nation Working with each other Doesn't matter where they come from Sister or brother Everyone's apart Everyone's apart, yeah We don't have to agree just to understand When we love ourselves and everyone will Put aside our anger, replace it with love And all we gotta do is look to above, yeah Feel the rhythm of the people Respecting one another See them in the market Buying side by side together ו... 
והעיקר לא לפחד כלל, ומלמעלה הוא שומר, צר ואויב לא יתקרב, אך לאח ויד ביד, ישראל זה עמך, ומלמעלה הוא עוזר, שומר שומר Hey! 
רסיסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, כמו הכוח לקבל את מה שאין, את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר שורט לי את הלב, מתגנב, מתגנב, ופותח לטוב, אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, שעובר אצלנו במשך דור, מתנות קטנות, שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, רסיסים של כוונה. עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, כמו הכוח לקבל את מה שאין, את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר Noi 
Again, Lipa was our star at the Doghouse last year for the Kosher Halftime Show. We have yet to announce this year's Kosher Halftime Show performance. Um, if you have any guests, you know, any guesses, please comment on the app. Curious to see what all of the listeners think they could expect this year. But uh, don't worry. Sooner rather than later, we'll let you know. It won't be a surprise. It won't be. We just show up somewhere and do it. We will let everyone know. Um, but I could pretty much guarantee it won't be Lipa this year, since he did it last year. But he was great. Uh, if you haven't actually checked out the Kosher Halftime Show, go to YouTube, type in Kosher Halftime Show 2016. It's there. No Dil Shimcha, one of the songs. And uh, get that viewer count a little bit up. I know uh, many of us here, including my bosses, will be happy about that. And here we are with this week's Four to the Door. That's right. Every week we wrap up Bite Size with a segment that I call Four to the Door, essentially it's our top four favorite blank, and that's how we wrap up the show, right? Top four, four to the door, door, exit. That's how we end up the show. I know. Really an amazing segment well thought of. And as usual, Jamie Turkel, our assistant programming director and social me- social media coordinator here at the Nachum Seal Network, joins me this week. Miriam is sitting this one out. I don't know if it's because she doesn't like the topic. I really don't know why. Maybe she just doesn't like me at this point. I don't know. But uh, I will tell you about last week's Four to the Door. I did mention that I was buying an elliptical or bought an elliptical. I don't even remember at the time. But the elliptical is in my apartment, folks. Uh, Unfortunately, last night I couldn't put it all together. But uh, it'll be ridden 
right? You write, yeah, you write an elliptical. So it'll be written very soon. The other day I was in the gym, rode the elliptical, and it's freezing outside. So just to put on the coat and everything to, to get outside is half the battle in terms of working out. So now it's in my apartment. So I could watch Jeopardy while on the elliptical, Wheel of Fortune, The Bachelor, all of my favorite shows I could watch on the elliptical on a Monday nights. So that's actually three straight hours. So I could elliptical three straight hours. You're not going to recognize me after like on Tuesdays. It's going to be like, wow, this, this guy lost so much weight and I'll gain it back the rest of the week. But anyway, uh, so that was last week's Four to the Door. This week's Four to the Door, right? We had a little winter break themed episode. So I figured, uh, you know, between Tova and between Naomi, no, not Naomi, between Tova and between Joanna, who had on Naomi, they spoke about different options that our listeners could have this coming winter break in Israel. So I figured Jamie and I are going to talk about our favorite trips that we've done in Israel. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, we went to Israel for a friend's wedding or whatever. I'm talking about specific trips, and by trips, I mean hikes. Um, or hikes, I mean, you know, outings that we did while we spent our year, year and a half, whatever it was, in Israel. Um, our favorite trips. So... Uh, I'm going to go with Jamie's list first, then my list, as usual, and uh, we'll go with that. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for Four to the Door or for Bite Size in general, reach out to me at yoni at Um Apparently, they're letting me know that if you email yoni at I'll also answer all of your questions regarding the app or any listener issues in general. I will try to do that. Um, but also, just regarding the show itself, you could contact me or you just want to talk about, I don't know, the Houston Texans in the playoffs. I'll, I'll respond to that. Um, as long as my boss isn't looking. So uh, yoni at com or leave a app comment on our beloved NSN app. So here we go. This week's four to the door. Top four favorite hikes or, you know, just trips in Israel. Number four for Jamie is her Ain Getty hike. Now, if Jamie would join me on air, she could really specify more. Um, all I have are the words Ain Getty hike. And she spelled Ain A-Y-N. Now, I don't know if I would spell it that way. Um so she might get a point off for me just on that. But Angetti hike, um, I know what Angetti is, and I know what a hike is. Um, I think I did an Angetti hike also. Uh, not that it makes my top four, but it was a solid hike. I mean, Angetti in general, really anywhere in Israel, you're gonna have beautiful views and and just different things about. Like, not every hike is the same at all. They're all actually really different. But uh, Angetti, fine. It's a, it's a solid choice. Number two on number three, excuse me, on Jamie's list, parasailing in a lot. Um, a lot also makes an appearance on my list. Uh, I did not do parasailing. I wonder if she did that with her seminary because then uh, I'd be a little jealous about that. But I love water. Parasailing is a I don't I've never done parasailing, but it's something I really want to do. And parasailing in a lot seems awesome. So props to that. Number two on Jamie's list is uh, something called Do It on a Donkey. It's one of those places you can go in Israel and you ride a donkey and you're dressed up in that. Uh, What's that garb called? I, I don't even know. Like shepherd or whatever the people back in the day used to wear to uh, to ride donkeys. And, and then you make pita on this, not fireplace, but on this heated kind of um, backwards pot. I'm really explaining it poorly. I apologize. But uh, I, I did it actually on my senior trip. We went to Israel and we did do it on a donkey. It's really a good time. And number one on Jamie's top four to the door, top four Israel um, hikes, trips, etc. Number one is City of David water tours. Now, I unfortunately totally left this on, t- left it off of my list. Uh, that was really a wonderful time. And if if I'm um, explaining the water tour the exact same way Jamie uh, experienced it, uh, it was really awesome. You kind of go through the um, down below in the City of David kind of old city whatever area, 
and uh, your ankles are in water and sometimes it goes like knee deep or, or leg deep and you're going through these narrow caves and then I don't, it really lasted a while and then eventually you get to the end. It's just really cool, a fun experience. Not many places in the world you could do that, but City of David Water Tours is one of them. So that's Jamie's list. Now my list is top four to the door, top four Israel trips, hikes, experiences. Number four, I put down Harbental, the Golan Heights area. Harbental is the mountain, um, I think it's by the Syria border where they had the Yom Kippur War, one of the, the main battles there. And there's the a bunker. Really, when you get to the top by bus, <laughs> there's a bunker and... Um, kind of like a coffee shop. It's really a cool area. I went there actually both on my senior trip to Israel and during my year in Israel at Yeshiva Torah Shraga. Um, really just a cool place, great views. Um, a little cold, obviously, when you get to the top of a mountain, but really a wonderful area to learn uh, the history of relatively recent times, at least for the times of Israel. Number three, and I just wrote for number three on this, I wrote a lot. Now, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a aviation geek. Um, I don't really know much about it, but I but I love airplanes. It's kind of funny. I love airplanes, but I hate flying. Um, had a bad experience on a plane, hate flying. Still fly, but I, but I don't particularly enjoy it. But I love everything there is really about airplanes. Like any airplane movie, ugh, I'm so down. Like there's an airplane in one scene, I'll watch it. I just love airplanes. I find the whole aviation industry fascinating. But in a lot, they have the really, to me, at least the world's smallest airport. I promise you, we were in a lot. And I just walked around the whole airport. That's how much – it's just really cool to me to be able to do that. I know when I go to the five towns, I don't even know what that – what is that, Rockaway Turnpike or whatever, when you see the airplanes coming in. It's really just it, – okay, I probably just sound like such a geek, but I love it. I think it's so fascinating. So that's why that makes number three on my list. Number two on my list is uh, the Kinaret. Uh, we went to – I mean, fortunately, I've been there a few times, whether it be – my senior trip to Israel or during my year in Israel, year and a half in Israel. But uh, really, you have so many cool views of the Kinneret from really any vantage point you go to. Um, I'm not going to risk saying a name of a place that's totally not near the Kinneret and make me look not knowledgeable about it. But Why? You're just Right. <laughs> I totally did. But uh, hey, you know, this is my show, so uh, I get to look as decent as possible. But I know I've been to a few places where you could just look out at the Kinneret, whether it be sunset time um, and then the sun, you know, kind of setting over it. And then you get the different colors, the orange, the pink, etc. Kinneret, number two on my list. And number one on my list, top four to the door, top four Israel hikes, uh, places, experiences, whatever it be. Number one, hiking up Masada. I mean, everyone, it's, it's really such a classic thing to do when you go to Israel. Oh, you have to do Masada, right? But it really lives up to all the hype, I think. Uh I'm not much of a hiker, and uh, I know after like a few hikes in Israel, when our yeshiva would go to a hike, me and like a few friends would be like, "All right, we're just gonna sit this one out." So we'd we'd stay on the bus, we'd bring our gloves, and then just play catch outside the bus. I, I, I don't know. To me, after a few hikes, it was just like, "All right," which now I now I do regret because I know how beautiful the state of Israel and the land of Israel is, and how important it is to really. I mean, just to check it out. It's it's because I'm so much more fascinated of views these days especially after a trip to like venice and going to paris and whatever so just checking out the world is something i really want to do so now i do regret not going on those hikes but masada obviously was one i had to do when you wake up middle of the night head over to masada and then you get up there for sunrise you could you know see pretty much everything the dead sea etc um what beautiful views a great time 
just in general hiking up good times with the friends and uh so that is number one on my list again yoni and if you have any comments questions suggestions for a four to the door and or in general for bite size and i thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me on bite size I'd like to thank Tova Knecht. Again, she interviewed Menachem Traxler of Pantry Packers and Joanna Shepson, who interviewed Dr. Naomi Grummet from the Eden Center. A reminder, you can check us out all over social media on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net, on Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network, and on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, go ahead and do so. It's free. You could get all of our content while on the run, listening in the car, Whatever it is, our NSN app is free. It's great. And uh, I encourage everyone to go ahead and download it. My name is Yoni Pollock, wishing you all a good day and reminding you that the bite size is the right size. <laughs>